Hey guys, it's Blake, and you're listening to an all-new episode of Blonde Hair, Black Heart. Okay, so I live in a really big neighborhood. Um, it's actually like a big community, and there are multiple neighborhoods within the community, um, like five or six actually, and we all belong to one HOA. And um, it's a great neighborhood. We're so excited to have moved in here. It's like a, a total family neighborhood. Like kids are still running around in, in the street, and there are um, like parks all throughout the neighborhood, and we have a community center with like a big pool that has a splash park. Um, um, it's awesome. And uh, they do a lot of community events. Like they just last week had a huge uh, Easter event where they had an Easter egg hunt um, for all of the kids. And they're just constantly doing stuff. And every Friday night at the clubhouse, they do food truck Fridays where they have food trucks come for everyone. Over the summers, they have swim, uh, swim up movie nights. So like a, a ton of really cool stuff. And our HOA fee is not outrageous. It's like 75 bucks a month. So when we moved into this neighborhood, we were like, that is all amazing, you know? And obviously, what comes with an HOA is rules and regulations that you have to follow. And sometimes they can be annoying. I totally get that. But like, I don't know, I'm, I'm like, not really uh, that like specific about what color I want to paint my house. Like if they give me a list of five, like that's fine. I'll just pick out of that list of five. Like, you know, same with, you know, landscaping outside. They have a list of approved plants, all good. You know, I I can appreciate that the neighborhood should look cohesive and and all of that. Um, So uh, we all belong, well, not all of us, but a lot of us belong to a Facebook group for the community. And I was on there today and I'm just noticing like how many like Karens and Kevins there are out there and people just like bitching and moaning. And there was this one guy who posted that he had gotten a citation um, for parking an inoperable, inoperable, an inoperable vehicle um, on the street for like an extended period of time. And part of the rules in our neighborhood is that, you know, uh, no cars can be parked on the street for more than I think 48 hours at a time. And um, we all have garages. Um, I think, you know, everyone has at least a two-car garage. Most of the houses have three-car garages. We all have big driveways. And, like, if you can keep your car parked there for, you know, two days and then you have to move it a little bit, like, whatever. It is what it is. And... A lot of people, you know, don't want cars in the street. It can be an eyesore, all of that. Um, Like, there's literally someone on my street that has a boat, like, parked in front of their house. We live in fucking Tucson, Arizona. Like, there's not, like, any water for for hours. (laughs) So, I don't know. It's just weird. And, like, to me, I don't think that those things should be parked out in the street. Like, it's a really pretty neighborhood, and we should keep it that way. So this guy is posting that he got a citation for his car, and then, like, there are all of these comments of people being like, ah, fuck the parking police, and screw them, and, like, this is what all of our our HOA dollars are going towards. And then someone chimed in and was like, well, that and food trucks, and, like, rolled their eyes. And I was like, wait, but I love the food trucks. Like, am I crazy in that... I think it's okay that, like, our parking is monitored, and I also think it's okay that we have, like, food trucks and community events and, like, an awesome pool and swim-up movie nights. Like, I, it's so weird to me, and I couldn't really wrap my brain around the the alternative. Like, I, I get being frustrated if you get a, a parking citation, um, but I, I think it was, like, the, the then being like, yeah, and, like, fuck the food trucks. Like, it was, I don't know, so, so weird. Anyways, speaking of weird people, 
I've been dying to tell you guys about this couple that we're friends with. And like, I want to preface this by saying like, I, I love, I love this couple. I love all of my friends. Um, but you guys know, I think that we should, I think we have to be able to laugh at each other and, you know, um, make, make light of our differences <laughs> because the alternative is like us, you know, hating each other. And like, I certainly don't hate these people at all. Um, but I am going to make a lot of fun of them right now. And I sure hope that they aren't listening. I don't think that they listen to the podcast, but I guess we'll find out if I lose two friends. Um, so we're friends with this couple and they have a little kid and, who is a, a doll, a total sweetheart. And so are they, by the way. I'm going to just like continuously interject nice comments about this couple into my story. Um, but they, since we've known them, they are like very, very concerned with their child's um, allergies. So much so to the point where they actually moved into a different house because they thought the al like the they thought they had bad allergies caused by plants around their old house. But mind you, they moved like 15 minutes away. So how that's going to change anything, I do not know. Um, but so it, it started as like kind of normal stuff. Like, you know, I think dairy was maybe one, but like gluten was the big one. And, you know, that's a kind of a a big millennial thing now. No one's into the gluten. Um, so at first we didn't really think much of it. Uh, but then, you know, we, we'd, we would hear them say that it's like an, an allergy, but whenever they would kind of like describe the symptoms of said allergy, it would just be like behavioral. Like, oh, like our kid just kind of like gets a little crazy when they have gluten. Um, which I, I don't know. Is it like, is the gluten that you're giving them like cake and cookies and stuff? Cause then like, I don't, all kids get a little crazy after that. So I don't know. That was kind of the first one where we were like, all right, this is something. Um, so, so then the, the parents, the couple, they kind of took on this anti-gluten stance for themselves as well and again at first we were like oh it's just you know they're they're just making it easier on themselves by having like a gluten-free household but but then they were like no like we're allergic now too <laughs> so um we we're like oh okay that's that's cool so they invited us over uh with a, a few other couples for like a daytime like family potluck like they invited us all over to hang out with like like to everyone was bringing the kids and they were gonna hang out and they were like yeah and we'll just do a potluck style like everyone just bring something um and they as the hosts told us that they were making nachos so <laughs> i was like what does one bring as like a side dish for nachos like i was like do i bring salsa do i bring a bag of cheese like <laughs> I, it was so it was kind of weird um i don't even remember what everyone else ended up bringing but but uh matt and i decided we we're like why don't we make like a like a southwestern style salad that we can bring like that sounds that sounds right so i send matt to the grocery store and the poor guy spends i kid you not like close to 45 minutes going up and down the aisles looking for any type of gluten-free salad dressing and he's calling me and texting me he's so frustrated um and at one point i was like don't even worry about it like they they can just not have the salad or like maybe they'll have another salad dressing that they can use just like find any type of like southwest salad dressing you know um so he finally ended up finding a gluten-free option i think he went to a different store actually um and so we go to this potluck and we're like, oh, yum, nachos. Here's our salad. And 
our friend is like looking at the the bottle of the salad dressing and they're like uh, and and we're we make a point to be like oh there's no gluten we like you know Matt made sure there was no gluten and they like look up and down the ingredients and they're, and they're like oh we also can't have sunflower oil so they they just like <laughs> tossed the salad aside and no one touched it and it was a really sad day for us <laughs> but i could just see matt like fuming and just being like why was why was that not like told to us ahead of time like they always make it a point to be like yeah no gluten like we hosted um a super bowl party which i told you all about and they had texted us beforehand to like confirm that we would have gluten-free options for them which like it's not a big deal and and like yeah, I'm happy to oblige, but like gluten-free options are expensive, first of all. And I just feel like if it were me, I would just like bring my own gluten-free option or just like always, always have a plan B kind of thing. But again, these people are lovely. I absolutely adore them. And, um, you know, these are just simply my opinions and Lord knows my opinions are shit. So, um, please don't hate me if you're listening. Uh, so Anyways, they also proceeded to tell us at this nacho potluck um, that they now think that they're allergic to the water at their house. Um, Yeah, they said it was too clean, too filtered. So I don't know if that's a thing. I don't know. The thing is, is like, I'm not a doctor, but I also don't think they've seen any doctors about this. Um, I like I need an expert to chime in here. Uh, so then uh, another friend of ours a few weekends ago hosted a private like um sh- like private chef prepared dinner for a handful of us. I if you follow me on socials you probably saw I was posting and I was like I'm in my uh dinner party from hell element like I'm about to whip out my vape pen a la um what is her name Alison Dubois. <laughs> and um so she hosts this dinner party and we're all in a group chat and our friend, you know, uh the the gluten freeze, they're like, you know, in the chat being like, "Well, yeah, like we're, you know, we're just gluten free." So uh, hopefully there will be options. And our our friend who's hosting is like, oh, yeah, I already let the chef know they're going to prepare gluten free options for you guys. Like it was like a four or five course thing. And they had like separate gluten free options for them for multiple courses. Um, and they, my our friend who hosted was like like a true angel in setting all of this up. Um, and so then like the the day of the dinner um our friend had also hired a babysitter so everyone with kids could just like have their kids go play while we're all enjoying our uh fancy chic c'est la vie dinner and we're in this group chat and our friend is like yeah like i ordered a pizza for all of the kids blake is gonna pick it up on his way over um uh and i made sure to get a gluten-free crust and our friend responds and is like, oh, okay, well, we've all, we've now noticed that our kid um, is allergic to tomato. It's, like, really affecting their eye. So um, can you make the pizza with, um, can you make it gluten-free and with white sauce? <laughs> and... <laughs> And mind you, this is for, like, a bunch of kids. Like, I don't know what kids are going to be like, yum, gluten-free pizza with white sauce. Like, maybe this one kid who has never been allowed to eat gluten and now is, like, not allowed to eat tomato, maybe they'll be okay with it, but none of the other kids. So our other friend who's hosting is like, okay, how about some gluten-free mac and cheese? Like, we we have that here. I can make it for them. And the, the gluten-frees are like, no, we'll just figure something else out. So they come 
And they ended up bringing a gluten-free frozen pizza, like from the grocery store, gluten-free crust with red sauce. And then they like made the private chef like make this pizza for them. I love them. This couple is amazing. They're my best friends in the whole world. They're fabulous people. <laughs> uh, no, for real, if they're listening to this, I mean, they've probably already turned it off if they were, and they're like no longer going to be my friends. But I really don't think many of my friends listen to the podcast. It's mostly like you guys, and I fucking love you guys. You've become my friends. You've become my therapists, actually. I love venting to you guys, and anytime something funny or weird or crazy happens, I'm immediately like, gotta get on the mic. The Black Heart Club needs to hear about this. Um, so yeah, so now the private chef is, like, responsible for cooking a five-course dinner, plus, you know, several gluten-free options, and now they have to make room in the oven for this um, child's gluten-free pizza with... Uh, red sauce, which like we could have just gotten from the store anyway. And uh, then at one point, one of the gluten-free adults goes to like pick something off of this giant charcuterie plate and makes a comment of like, oh, is that dill? Like I'm deathly allergic to dill. And the chef like perks up and, and he's like, oh, really? Like I wasn't told that, you know, I, I, I was told these other allergies like, you know, gluten and sunflower oil and now apparently tomato, um, but not dill. And, you know, this poor guy, like he, this is his job and he's thinking he's going to like, like accidentally murder this, this person, <laughs> um, who then proceeds to just like pick up some, some of the meat and cheese off the charcuterie board with the dill sitting there and just like eats it. So clearly not like a deathly allergic situation because when you're deathly allergic, you like can't have it even on your plate. So here, here's my thing. Like, preferences, um, irritabilities, like God knows I, everything bothers my stomach, everything. But I don't like walk around saying I'm allergic to everything. I just say like, oh, you know what? I don't, that, that doesn't really sit well with me. Or like, I don't really like that. Um, stop saying that you're going to die if you eat a tomato. Like it's, I don't know. It was just so absurd. Um, very, very ridiculous. But like I said, Love them, my best friends, adore, like couldn't live without them in the same way that they can't live with gluten. One of the best things about growing up in Arizona is that there's incredible Mexican food on every street corner. And you know what goes best with good Mexican food? Traditional Mexican horchata. Don't know what horchata is? It's creamy, delicious rice milk flavored with cinnamon, vanilla, and sugar. Okay, you thirsty now? Me too. Luckily, even if you're far from the southern border, you can get your horchata fix every day with cinnamon. Cinnamon is a brand created by my good friend Tyler, who is even more obsessed with horchata and all things cinnamon than I am. He's developed all natural skincare products and more, crafted in California with ethically sourced ingredients and infused with real cinnamon. Have you heard of the antibacterial, antifungal, antiviral, or antioxidant properties of cinnamon when applied to the skin? Or how about how it helps treat acne? What about how cinnamon promotes blood flow, helping with skin elasticity by bringing blood flow to the surface of the skin and helping to moisturize skin with all of that added circulation? Some of my personal favorite products from Cinnamon are their signature lip balm that gives your lips a sweet tingle and a subtle natural plum, their all-natural deodorant developed for sensitive skin, and the Coco Chata body beverage that leaves your body hydrated and smelling like heaven. They even have candles and air fresheners to keep your entire home, car, or office smelling like your favorite dessert. 
With Cinnamon, you'll enjoy all the benefits Cinnamon has to offer your skin and your senses. Visit cinnamon.com, that's S-I-N-M-I-N.com, and use code Blake at checkout for 15% off your total order today and receive free shipping on all orders over $50. That's code Blake for 15% off your order at cinnamon.com. I may have a black heart, but I can be sweet sometimes, and Cinnamon definitely helps. All right, let's talk about last week's episode of Vanderpump Rules. So the episode picks up in the middle of James and Ariana's fight at Sheena's dinner, and Allie has had enough. She storms off and goes back to her room, which leaves Raquel grinning from ear to ear. She loves to see a guy's girlfriend squirm. For real, Allie seems way in over her head in all of this, but as Raquel has taught us, I'm sure she'll learn how to play the game in no time. Meanwhile, Mr. and Mrs. Bubba, Bubs for short, are heading out on their anniversary-slash-divorce dinner, a very normal tradition for divorcing couples. In all seriousness, though, this dinner was the stuff of nightmares. Like, cringe factor on an all-time high. And I'm not just talking about the fact that Schwartz is wearing flip-flops with his suit. So it started off strong with some surf and turf and a nice bottle of red, with Katie trying to toast to the two of them in their new chapter as friends, but things quickly took a left. Schwartz says that since they've broken up, he feels more inclined to defend Katie, which is laughable to everyone, especially Katie. She says that Schwartz never defended her honor, and Schwartz says that that's because Katie asked for blind loyalty and abused the quote-unquote wife card. I'm sorry, but in my opinion, blind loyalty comes with the territory when you're married. Like, at the very least, you defend in public, and then you tell her how you feel in private. But this man would berate his wife publicly, not just in front of their friends, but in front of the cameras. And let's not forget when he dumped a drink on her head. In confessional, Katie's asked why she thinks Schwartz would never have her back, and she says, quite simply, he just didn't like me. It's honestly so heartbreaking, and in hindsight you can see how Schwartz never treated his wife as well as he treated everyone else on the show. He truly is such a kind guy to everyone but Katie. But, if anything, this conversation was the perfect example of why they didn't work as a couple, and probably why Schwartz won't work with anyone. He pokes at her, he says things knowing that they'll hurt and offend her, and then he acts like she's crazy for responding to what he's saying. He says things to her in private about other people, but then he denies it on camera or in front of them, and this is something we've heard Katie say for years. You know, Katie is not perfect. She has a lot of emotions, she can be super harsh, but I honestly think Tom Schwartz was her worst trait. Back at Sheena's dinner, James has just spilled the beans that Lala doesn't want to go on the catamaran the next day. This has Sheena absolutely livid, because God forbid someone miss a wedding event. Sheena is not someone whose wedding I would want to be involved in. So I was telling you guys about my friend Anne, who got married a few weeks ago, um, the wedding where I got stung by a bee. Uh, she was the chillest bride ever. Like, everything was like, come if you want, don't come if you don't want, like, be there, hope to see you, if you're not there, whatever. Like, even, you know, for the photos before the wedding, it was like, yeah, show up, be in the photos, I hope to see you. Like, chillest bride ever. Honestly, Sheena, be more like Anne. So Christina Kelly goes back to try and make things better for Katie after her dinner from hell, and only moments later, Raquel shows up to make things so much worse. She proceeds to tell Katie and Christina that they are not allowed at the preferred area of the pool, per Princess Bride Sheena. Christina is clearly confused by this insane request, and also by the person chosen to deliver it, but Katie's just, like, laughing at the insanity. It's true comedy. Sheena honestly is so fucking petty for this. So here's my take on Hotelgate. Do I think that in the real world it would be weird for someone to show up at a destination for a wedding after being disinvited from the wedding? Yes, absolutely. 
Yes. <laughs> Would I throw a fit and huff and puff and cry to that person's ex and try to bribe them out of coming? Absolutely not. I might think that they were a little obsessed with me, and I would probably think that they would be bored while everyone's doing wedding stuff, but I would just do my own thing. Like, I would focus on getting married. I might make a little fun of them to my friends, too, but I certainly wouldn't respond how Sheena's responding. Now, keep in mind, this also isn't the real world. They're filming a show. Katie wants to be there for whatever reason. You know, a vacation, like she claims, um, to be on camera, which it easily could be, or to keep an eye on her ex, which would be understandable. Whatever the reason may be, in my opinion, Sheena's made this a way bigger deal than it needed to be. So now, beyond the pettiness of Sheena trying to tell Katie where she can or can't be on property, having Raquel deliver the news is actually beyond petty, in my opinion. It's kind of cruel. Knowing how Katie feels about the idea of Schwartz and Raquel getting together, knowing how Katie and Raquel's last interaction went, this was an intentional dig at Katie on Sheena's part, and it's kind of gross using Katie's divorce and, you know, the Raquel of it all to poke at Katie. From one divorcee to another, you know, from one woman to another. Do better, Sheena. You know, this is another thing that my friend Anne would never do. Sheena, be more like Anne. The next day, all of the guys are partying at a day club, and honestly, this looks like my worst nightmare. So much hetero male energy, and Tom Sandoval in oversized Gucci sunglasses and a stupid fucking hat. The girls in the wedding party are all on a boat drinking in the sun, which also sounds like a nightmare. I get motion sick very easily, especially whilst drinking, and I burn in like two seconds. Sorry, Sheena, I'd have to sit this one out. But Katie and Christina seem to have the best idea. They've gone to lay out by the preferred pool. You know, the forbidden area. Ooh, they're so bad. So back at the cockfest, or <laughs> fuck, what's it called? Um, Sausage party. Schwartz is trying to hit on this girl, but it's so cringe. Like, it honestly makes sense why Sandoval has to basically spoon-feed him hookups. It doesn't make sense, though, why the girl on the spoon is usually Sandoval's own secret lover. But whatever. At one point, Schwartz and Sandoval are talking about Raquel, and Schwartz is like, she's so gorgeous, and Sandoval's like, I get it. We know, dude. We know. So everyone's getting ready for the white party, and James tells Allie that she has a light in her eye and a spark in her butt. <laughs> Did anyone else notice that? It was like a very quick little moment, but a memorable one. So the white party begins, and it's literally a stone's throw away from the restaurant where Katie, Christina, and Lala are having dinner. Like, legit, with an eye shot. You gotta love the producer that set that one up. Especially because it gave us Raquel using her sleeves as Muppets to make fun of Katie and Christina. A truly unhinged moment in a season full of unhinged moments. And I'm forever grateful for questionable fashion choices. Oh, and speaking of unhinged moments, what about James trying to get uh, Allie to do their spinny thing? Like, what the fuck is their spinny thing? I need to know. I need to see the spinny thing. Sheena, Brock, Ariana, and Sandoval are sitting around, and they call Schwartz over to ask him if he's going to hook up with anyone. And this sends tingles down Raquel's labia, and she comes running over to get in the conversation. They start talking about Katie and Schwartz's dinner the night before, and Sandoval gets super aggro and tells Schwartz that he doesn't want Katie coming around ever again. Honestly, it feels like this little crew is trying to drive Katie off the show, and I don't like it. So, after being told by his friends that he needs to let go of his relationship with Katie, Schwartz meanders into the restaurant and asks Katie to trim his armpit hair. Remember when I was talking about unhinged moments? <laughs> like, truly, this cast is weird as fuck. After Katie tells him, no, you're weird, go away, he leaves with his tail between his legs and heads straight over to Raquel. And that's when it happens. The moment we've been waiting for. The tree that grew from my little seed of a tweet back in April 2022. Raquel and Schwartz make out, and it's disgusting.
So speaking of disgusting, there is a new rumor in the Vanderpump Valley that is shocking the Bravoverse. Um, and, you know, I hate being the bearer of bad news, but I am excited for the day I finally get my uh, ghost producer credit on Vanderpump Rules, because once again, here I am causing mass hysteria. Uh, so a couple days ago, I got a DM from someone who said, and I quote, so did it already come out that Raquel and Brock messed around while she was staying with them? Because it's known in his friend group that he let it slip while he was drinking. He was bragging about it. This was before Scandaval news broke. So I posted this, um, and I, I made sure to preface it by saying, look, for the record, this is a random DM from a random source. So take it with a grain of salt, because I do get a lot of tips, and a lot of them are from people that I, I know and trust who are um, connected to, to people in this world, or like they're just, you know, valid, um, credible sources. But this one, I, I don't know them. So I wanted that to be clear. Um but immediately after I posted this, things started to to come out. And you know what they say, where there's smoke, there's fire. And, um, you know, every every scandal uh, starts as a random tip in someone's DMs. So after I posted this, um, some other people started posting things that they had noticed, including uh, a comment that Brock had left on one of Raquel's photos uh, with like the like, I think it's like the drooling face emoji or the tongue out emoji and then literally like two dozen fire emojis. And um, so allegedly someone had pointed this comment out to Sheena when the scandal broke and was like, hey, you should check on your man. This is weird. And like in light of everything that's happening, you know, whoa. And uh, the next day the comment was deleted. So yeah, fishy, weird, right? Um, I don't know. Like I'm hoping it's not true, but I also wouldn't put it past Sheena to find out that like her man was also involved in this girl, like w involved with this girl. And then to be like, you know, I I'm going to stick with him because we have a, a kid and like, that's fine. S stand by your man if that's what you choose to do. But I could see her like redirecting all of the focus onto, um, you know, Tom and Ariana and Raquel. Um, and it would explain why Sheena has like been so like, I mean, we know she is self-absorbed, but she has made this about her in so many ways. And she's like talked about how she like has nightmares over it and she cries over it. And uh, another person pointed out that she was talking on her podcast about how when Raquel was staying with her, she found like like the scene of of Raquel having had sex in in her and Brock's bed, like their bed had been fooled around in and Raquel was like oh yeah I just hooked up with some random guy in in your bed but like wouldn't it make more sense that she would have hooked up with Brock in that bed this is alleged you guys like I'm I'm just I'm just here telling you guys what I'm seeing online what I'm reading um holy fucking shit though like Brock hell Brock hell this I did not see coming. Um, and, you know, if you had asked me, like, if you had told me this um, a month and a half ago, pre-Scandival, I would have said no fucking way. But if you had told me about Tom and Raquel a month and a half ago, pre-Scandival, I would have said no fucking way. So I don't know. I really don't know. But Raquel? Oh, my God. I don't, I don't even know. 
Anyways, <laughs> that's all I got for you today, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Blonde Hair, Black Heart. Make sure to follow along on social media at Blonde Hair, Black Heart. Uh, subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. And give me a five-star rating or review. Um, I keep getting ratings, but no one is reviewing. So, like, it, guys, you just have to write a sentence. It can literally just be like, wow, Blake's awesome. Or, like, the sound of Blake's voice got me pregnant. Whatever, whatever you want to say. All right. I love you guys. Until next time. Bye.